1: At the podcast, the Anora boys are in the building. Fantastic weekend, love. How was your weekend?
2: Great weekend. Uh, man, it's
1: fast because it feels like it's Monday every other day. Mother's Day, did you spend time? Well, you know, your people are back in Ohio, right? That's right. See, when you have any everybody in the same locale, like myself, LL question of the day, who do you spend Mother's Day with?
2: Yeah, that's
1: a good question, Sean. Who'd you spend it with? My mama. That's right. Now, I have a wife that's a mother as well. That's right. That's the conundrum. You know, and she wants to spend time with her mother. There you go. It would be beautiful if we could all just have one big gathering. That's right. Celebrate all the mothers. As you know, my wife is very creative. You know, she wants to do this really nice brunch and Tries some new recipes out. I think Tiamari has a recipe where she bakes the pancakes on a cake and sheet for her kids. Mm-hmm. And then she cuts the shapes out so she doesn't fry them in the uh, pan like with the butter. Look at that. So she tried that out with the brunch, you know. But I was with my mom. I was with my mom. And, and my daughter's at the age where she can be responsible for her mother's gift. Like that's your mother, it's not my mother. That's right. I'll buy my mother her gift. You buy your mother her gift. You know, I'll still do a card, some flowers, and still celebrate her. But I just think at a certain point, I'm released from uh, Mother's Day duties when it comes to my wife. That might sound crazy. That's kind of
2: water to take
1: up. Yes. Yes. Yes, I think that's what we kind of settled on. That's what we settled on.
2: You tell like, her, that's not my mama.
1: Yeah, so. see, my but my daughter sometimes is forgetful. My daughter sometimes will wake up early Sunday morning trying to go get the gift. Mm. And my wife wants to like wake up to balloons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At like you six
2: in that, the morning. That TV, that TV show stuff. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. And I'm like, yo. So, shout out to everybody, all the mothers, all the gentlemen. I uh, hope you had a great weekend with your moms. And um, yeah, it's good times, bro. Good times. That's right. I want to point out something. And don't forget Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the YouTube channel, it's very important. Subscribe. That thumb that goes up, smash that force. Helps with the views. And then, audio edible, we give you every day. It's available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify exclusively as CFB Nation starting in the fall. So, you need to really tap into CFB Nation. I think we're at about 400 followers right now on the CFB Nation audio channel. We need to get that up to about 1,500 to 2,000. You guys are great. You know, we get about. 4,000 downloads on our shows on a daily basis because we break them down into two parts. four to 5,000 on a daily basis. You guys have been absolutely incredible the way you support the podcast. We appreciate you. We appreciate your ratings, your comments, everything. But we need to build CFB Nation. So if you could do us a favor right now on your phone, tablet, whatever you follow us at, go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just type in CFE Nation. And when you see that, lock in with the Lucky Lefty podcast, home of misguided passion. You already know, we spin it different. Left, we were talking about the Lakers and Anthony Davis, and can I point something out that's impressive? Go ahead. Pat Riley is very impressive to me, bro. It's not a lot of people that can lose someone like LeBron James and pivot, and and, and has <laughs> a team in the Eastern Conference Finals two consecutive years were in the NBA finals in the bubble against LeBron James and Anthony Davis, you know, after losing that big three, they got them two championships. Pat Rowley has done an incredible, I see why he is considered the godfather of executives in the NBA. Like he, he knows how to build organizations and knows how to build basketball teams. Eric Spolster, without a doubt, one of the top three coaches.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's definitely top, one of the top five in the league. Man. He's from the youngest to most inexperienced, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward after a couple championships with the greatest player and yeah. still in the conversation 10 years later with not a non-All-Star team. I mean, from an individual perspective, you know, Jimmy Butler's probably the best All-Star level player. But the way he's able to build teams, like you said, it's just amazing because they don't have a Golden State situation where they get a generational all-time great shooter to carry a franchise for 10 years. Yeah. He's had yeah. a superstars, then he hasn't had superstars. It's to be able to do it with both, shoot, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick can't even say that. Well, Bill Belichick can't even say that right now. So it's
1: pretty dope. Yo, and kudos, you know, I said it, it had to be game six. I think LeBron James knew that. The urgency he came out with and the way he played showed that he wasn't about to allow the Lakers to win, to lose game six at home. And now it's the Nuggets against the Lakers. Let me tell you something, man. College football fans all across the nation got excited. Do you know why? Two play-in teams made it to the conference finals, left. College football is not the NBA. So <laughs> those of you in the future, as further expansion takes place, because I'm sure it's going to expand from 8 to 12 to 16 eventually. I just don't see a 16 seed making a run. In the college football playoff, but you never know. Mm-hmm. Injuries and other things can happen. Injuries have played a major part in you know the playoffs this year, and especially the end of the NBA season. So we talked about that before the playoffs started. So an incredible weekend of sports. Uh man. <sighs> seven games, ten games, seven losses. Doc rivers. He's lost five more game sevens than any other coach. I guess at least he gets there in some form or fashion. We'll see if he can stay on as the coach of the Sixers. Monty Williams, were you shocked that Phoenix got rid of him?
2: Not when they paid DeAndre and all that money.
1: Well, no, first but, of all, that was the big mistake. Yeah. They don't really have a Monty problem. they got a DeAndre Aiden problem. yeah. So they was Money. like,
2: one of them got to go, and we paying DeAndre more. Thanks. However, freed him up to go to the Sixers with Indeed and Harden, uh, potentially if the Sixers let uh Doc Rivers go, yeah. But Monty in a better position where he doesn't have to deal with the headache Aiden has been for him, even Dayton when they went to the finals, they arguing in game, whatever. I think it's important for Monty to probably get a fresh start so it's not all bad, even though it looks like they're putting the blame on him.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
2: Kevin Durant's a coach killer, and
1: it is what it is. So you know what I had to listen to today as I drove around Chicago early, headed back home from an appointment left. I had to listen to Chicago Bulls fans talk about C, C, Miami's in the Eastern Conference Finals, and we were three minutes away from sending them home. And I'm sitting here saying, "Are you kidding me? Do you actually think the Bulls were good enough to get to the Conference Finals? <laughs> like, what are we, what are we talking about? What are we talking about?"
2: Miami uh, did catch some luck with Giannis being hurt.
1: Yes. So the only man. difference is, if Giannis had been hurt, the Bulls still would have lost those games. Facts. <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you, they, they still would have lost those games.
2: They don't have a better team than the Bulls with Giannis.
1: It's a huge factor to the Bucks, though. The as Bull, we, The Bulls don't have a Jimmy Butler. That's true. That's true. They don't have a Jimmy. Jimmy playing amazing though. So it's like, you know. He really has. And shout out to another connection to the Derrick Rose era. That, that New York Miami series. Really paid homage to that era when you think about Jimmy and the player he's becoming, Tibbs. In my opinion, the Knicks really weren't talented and what they were able to do this year. Because I don't I don't like Julius Randle's game. That's just my personal opinion. It's like a big man trying to play on the wing. <laughs> they don't have any other playmakers. And once quickly turned his ankle, that was it off the bench. Yeah. But I got to tip my cap, because he went down. Boy, that dude went down. He went down shoot. Oh. Whew. That cat Jalen.
2: Oh, Jalen Brunson's nice, man. man. Another combat value than they thought they would have. Man. And he to imagine. You don't, don't, don't pass the ball neither though.
1: To imagine <laughs> the Knicks didn't want to give up RJ and Grimes to get uh Donovan. And a trade, that's why he ended up in Cleveland. RJ just got to work on his game, man. That's a, no, that's a lot to work on. His right hand, his shooting.
2: Hold on, wait a minute. Dribbling. A lot of guys in NBA don't aren't both-handed guys.
1: Okay. They a need to work on that. Don't. They need to work on their right hand then. What are you talking about?
2: I'm saying RJ working on his right hand is not different than every other non- two-way-handed player there's a lot of one-handed oh, see, guys so now you're making excuses
1: you're making excuses you're making excuses you're trying to highlight something that a lot of guys in the league have a hard time with that's a problem what are you talking about it's a problem if you're a professional you should be able to use both hands what what the what is the
2: i would i would stress to say that 70 percent of the league doesn't work on their opposite hand that well or not great with their opposite hand
1: and that's that's a huge problem. That's basketball one-on-one. You just pointed out the lack of fundamentals in the NBA in 2023. You just pointed it out. That's not necessarily true, though, because... Wait a minute. Can, can LeBron use both hands? Of course. Of course. Can, of course. Can Anthony Davis like LeBron use LeBron both hands? Wait a minute.
3: You Bron- name Bron- every superstar.
1: Name every superstar. I bet you they can use both hands. Okay. For instance, Trey Young can't use both hands well. That's a lot. What are you talking about? What are you talking about?
2: Trey Young is only as right, a right-handed
1: dominant player. We all know that, dude. That's why you try to force you. Can't, you can't have handles like Trey Young and not use your left hand. What are you What are you talking about? We're Julius Randle won't even dribble with his right hand. He won't okay, even but, dribble with. Him. Okay, but he's
2: an all-star though. That's an example. It's just an example of an all-star.
1: He's an all-star. He is he's an all-star. all-star. He's an all star. Oh my God, he's an all star. Let's let's clap for the all star. It
2: goes back to seven. What are we doing, man? Aren't great with their opposite hand,
1: man? Look, 70%. the fact that your the fact that your example was Trey Young shows that you still have a bias. towards Trae, dude, all the all the left handed dudes that don't use their right hand, and your example was Trey Young.
2: I said an example of. All-stars not being able to be both handed very well. Like, I don't think that Trey Young is great both handed. I don't think that Julius Randle is great both handed. It's
1: that's not true. Man, all-stars. what are you talking about? That's not true. You first of all, the fact that you thought Zach Levine was better than Trey Young, it shows me that you watched very little Atlanta Hawks basketball. Very little. <laughs> very little
2: better who's a better trade prospect trey young or zach levine zach levine every time trey young has to fit
1: around in a system dude that's true all you had to do because zach levine does not use his left hand he just doesn't that would have been a great example you could have used zion williamson a star to just don't man zion is going left all day (laughs) all day
2: but that goes back to seventy percent is not great with both hands. So saying RJ needs to work on it like it's worse than everybody else. Well, RJ, own. RJ is Huff though.
1: He's Huff at shooting, absolutely. He's <laughs> Huff at dribbling. <laughs> so, so what is he great at? And see Zion, he's a Zion, great uh, transition player. Zion can get away with it because he has all the other intangibles. Yes, RJ can. He can't get away with it. He can play well in transition. He needs to be fundamentally calm. You said he can play well in transition.
3: he can, he can play well in transition.
1: <laughs> that boy, That's hey about man, That's about that boy's jumper. jumper is about as broke.
2: <laughs> it's so bad.
1: Oh my god, boy, <laughs> it's about as broke as that t- that floor model TV where you need the pliers to turn the channels. Boy, is that is that broke? It's, <laughs> it's bad. I don't know how. I mean, like you know.
2: I don't know really? how you make the league being able to not shoot that well. At, oh, as a guard, man. So the league definitely has to be the legacy or based on height in a lot of situations. Man. Because Cam Reddish is a better player than both Zion and, and RJ from a skill set. He was in high school.
1: He just don't get a chance. I think Cam smokes trees too much for me. <laughs> what? He smokes trees too much.
2: Wait a minute.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm, that's not a hating thing, Lucky Lefty podcast. Wait a minute. Because a vast majority. Wait a minute. Listen to me. The vast majority. The vast majority of the league smokes trees. So that's not like what? a a blanket statement. Like you know, <laughs> he, he, you know, he's just one of those dudes that just. Okay, so you're
2: saying his off the court is why his on the court did Yeah, yeah, he,
1: yeah, his 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 habit started at Duke. Oh, that's hilarious! And, and followed him to the league. I, I think he, you know that that person. And maybe <laughs> I'm wrong. That's the that,
2: first thing you
1: point to. <laughs> that person that that lives to wake up and light up. Oh, okay. You, think you know what I'm saying. That's yeah, you know how dudes can't wait to get to the gym, like hoopers can't wait to hoop. Yeah, they you, love to the hoop. Think, what the, okay, so you say at, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, after they get done hooping, they take care of, hey, yeah, let's man, let's go chill, let's light up, right? You know what I'm saying? Before we go to dinner or whatever, or after dinner, like that's right. fine. But dudes that just wake up and instead of a bowl of, of Cheerios, they they want to light up that's no come on. as an athlete come on bro he said that's cam's problem man not- I'm, I'm trying i'm trying to give you inside this information bro makes, it's, not, it's not making sense i'm trying to give you inside information bro Dang, Cam, you talk about all for someone to be as skilled as you just mentioned
2: yeah i think cam, be, i thought cam was gonna be the next deal. and to be
1: and to be in the league and still not improve hey man yeah hey you know and that's <laughs> something that man can't get right no he can't get right man he can't get right and then you throw a couple meal at him now, man that means he's just getting a better grade
2: <laughs> Shout
1: out, hey, man. Man. man gotta get his life together man hey lucky lefty podcast big time improvement to the secondary antonio carter the second
2: i think this is a win as if we won a five star <laughs>
1: okay okay because,
2: because you know a lot of a lot of teams that are formidable
1: mm-hmm. were in the bidding yes
2: just like they are for justin scott in the bidding however yes. this player is 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 i think can make that that ten percent Uh that you were talking about in terms of changing and making an all-conference as a transfer. Uh I don't want to say it's the competition, but he has some elite instinct, some trait and physicality at corner that matches well with the type of player Ben Morrison is, Jaden Mickey is, Cam Hart is. They're also going to raise the level of physicality in the room. I mean, it's like a heat-seeking missile. This reminds me of the Illinois top five pick, Devin Witherspoon. Mm. This is Devin Witherspoon tape, Just super instinctive. You can tell the guy has great technique, but also plays as an individual as well. Like he's his own player. If he sees something, he's going to make the right reaction to it. A lot of playmaking ability like Kyle Hamilton has, but at the corner position has very patient, great feet, and he plays through the ball well. I mean, you can't – this is something that Mike Mickens is probably licking his chops at, you know? And I think this is something that's going to be huge for us in, in completing a second day that was already pretty solid. This is going to put us in the in the, in the the DBU conversation because we're going to have some, some major talent back there. Yeah. And, I, and I dare Caleb Williams to throw it back there running around now. We got some chance takers. I think this is a great, great pickup by Marcus Freeman, and it's a testament to our transport portal recruitment because we got the number one defense and the number one QB in the play.
1: Look, the young man, in my opinion, when you watch his film, was so impressive was he had to be the best player on the defense because they used him everywhere. Like, that just lets you know, like, dude, we have to find a way to get him in the box, to get him around the ball, to get him to the ball whether it was outside man-to-man coverage. He played to the field. He played to the boundary. He played in the slot. He played safety and zones. He did everything. To me, they use him like their version of Tyran Matthew. That's right. They just use him all over the field to just make him effective. And this is a chess piece for Notre Dame. This is a chess piece. Regardless of whether or not you like Ramon Henderson and Xavier Watts, this is a chess piece. Thomas Harper has struggled staying healthy, even in the spring. So now you have to worry about whether or not you can depend on him at the safety and nickel position. You bring in this young man. Now you add depth. You have depth at defensive back. You throw him in at nickel safety, which is their plan for the young man. The speed, the athleticism, the ability to make plays on the ball and the understanding right there. That that was one of the best plays just – Playing that route man-to-man underneath and being able to come underneath the route and get the PBU. Absolutely fantastic. I love the pickup like you do, Lev. I really do. I love the pickup. I was worried about everyone they had to go up against. But this young man, he was a hot commodity once he jumped in the portal. And they come out with the victory. So shout out to Chris O'Leary, Marcus Freeman, and the rest of the staff, uh, Mike Mickens, and being able to solidify the commitment
2: yeah, and this and this is bigger than just gobbling up a good player. This is a a, a hole that we needed to fill and and we we got to see that we need to fill that after the spring and you know, for us to be able to be on it and put the necessary things in place to fix that. I think it was good for us to uh win this battle on a recruitment stage, but also to show the team that hey, we may be down in this department but not for long this unit may have some holes but not for long we will fill it whether mm-hmm. it's on the team or not so i think it puts the guys on the team on alert like hey yeah we're serious about winning now you seen we brought a transfer in he got hurt he you know we'll see what happens but we got we fixing the problem right away we're not waiting until all season or next year
1: that's the beautiful thing about this addition he has two years of eligibility So he's not one and done. He'll be in Notre Dame more than likely for two seasons. Look, Xavier Watts, this young man, and Ramon Henderson, they'll continue to get better at that safety spot. But let's not get it twisted. Paul Mikey Jr. is still out there. He'll be in, I believe, on the second for his official visit. And the kid that I love. And Lef, I don't know if I've ever shown you his film, but the must-get, the safety position for me, is this kid out of New Jersey named Jalen McClain. Left. look here, man. I love this kid so much, man, because he plays from Attitude. He's actually from Seton Hall Prep High School in West Orange, New Jersey. West Orange is a pretty, uh, let's say, uh, Interesting area left <laughs> of New Jersey. But we talk about this kid, love. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. You talked about getting a Caleb Bell's type. Here he is. This is that dude at the safety position for Notre Dame. Must get, in my opinion. Have to get this young man. He just set up his official to Notre Dame in June. I love. He can do everything, left. Everything.
2: Definitely uh, physical. You know, you love to see that. Especially... Playing at full speed. And this guy is playing at full speed all the time. You can tell he loves to be out there, loves to play football, be in the action. He enjoys contact. He enjoys the physicality of defense. He's not going to shy away from it. You know, um, this is what you like to see from I think what Marcus Freeman sees his defense as is as they fly around, they're physical, they're making plays. Uh, and he fits the, the vision of what Marcus Freeman wants, man. And this is a perfect example of that. Uh, obviously, he looks like he's ready to be a day one player. You know, effort and attitude is what you want to see on tape. A kid that doesn't give up. Um I mean, man, this is a. Uh, this damn near look like the kid we just watched. <laughs> so you get both of them on the field at the same time. I mean, Marcus Freeman is really built. Watch the
1: speed. Watch the speed. Like, watch the speed.
2: That's right. I mean, definitely all around the football, chase downs, closing space, making tackles. I mean, this is what you want if you're talking about having the secondary uh, run help. This is, this is where you call. He called Oklahoma State uh-huh. for a transfer. He said, look, I got the transfer from Rhode Island, run stopper at the secondary level. He said, running backs that are backups are having less than 100 yards against us next year. <laughs> we're making sure of that. So we're going to be good covering down the field and coming up to tackle and make plays in that run game. I think if we can do that, we shut off a valve that teams like to try to be against us, which is balanced. Now they can't run because you get outside them tackles. You got a guy from Rhode Island coming down, laying the wood. Xavier Watson, here laying the wood. This safety coming in, laying the wood. Guy's not playing around, man. Marcus, defense, Marcus Freeman is seeing the physicality it takes to make a top defense. With our pressures and the things we do on the blitz side of things, Man, you talk about Alabama is exciting to watch on defense. We're gonna be exciting to watch on defense in the next couple of years.
3: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
1: Antonio Carter, II second from Rhode Island with two years of eligibility. And 24 prospect Jalen McClain, Seton Hall prep out of West Orange, New Jersey. Like Love said, you're watching the same player. It <laughs> looks like you're watching the same player. Aggressiveness, fly to the ball, can be used many different ways, and loves to attack, which, as you said, Love gives you a clue to where Marcus Freeman and Al Golden have this defense heading. We talked about them being more aggressive this season. These are the type of players that yield to that even more if they get them in the fold.
2: Yeah, I mean, and, and, and before you uh go too fast, is that what do you notice also? He's playing a little bit of everything. He's playing defense at corner and safety. He's playing special teams with – kickoff return and some special team units. He's playing offense, playing some slot, playing some inside, playing some running back, playing some linebackers. So even though he's a bona fide defensive player for us, he also had to fit the qualifications of being a little bit of a do-it-all. All All the film that we look at from guys, especially in, in the recruitment portal, is how many different things can you do on the field? You can't just be The number one safety, and that's it. You got to be the number one safety to play a little running back.
1: That's amazing, right, Uh, how that How that position has changed. You you had safety, you had the guy that had range, and then you had the guy that could come down into the box. That, That was pretty much a safety. Now your safeties have to be able to play nickel in certain coverages. They might have to play linebacker in certain coverages. The, the position really has evolved.
2: Yeah, and, and and the players in high school are evolving into that. You know, especially, you know, Pop Warner where the fastest kid plays quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now in high school, the most athletic kid plays all the position and finds a way to get on the field to play all those things. So um this is what it's gonna take. This is the next level of athlete of recruitment. Uh, in, the, in the in the top football tier space, especially uh, you got to be positionless almost. I think that's the fastest way to play. Uh, positionless with certain skill sets, maybe you positionless, but you run routes really good. So we'll start you at receiver, and then if somebody get hurt, and we got to move things around, you can play other things. Yeah, and I, that's a great way to build a team, but it takes a lot of recruitment to find those type of guys. And they're high value guys, you know. You, you, it's different than getting a Justin Scott, where you know I just need that as a piece. That's just a foundational piece. Three hundred nose tackle, we can maybe put him at a three tag, but mostly inside. We need that. But these other players are are, are versatile, transferable, and, and positionless. We even had Ahmad Wagner, D line and O line. He don't even know where yet.
1: Well, he's the backup right ta- right tackle now, for sure.
2: And his athleticism can help uh, gain a faster curve than what it would be as a tackle that was less less athletic, but was tackle all like. So now injuries are, are are different in the perspective because now you 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 feel like you got depth everywhere when you have guys that play everything. So you, don't, you no longer have a small receiver room because three of my DBs was all state at receiver. <laughs> you know, Michael Bell, he said, oh, look, Michael Bell run a 4-3. So one of our receivers go down, put Michael Bell over there, and we run a couple go routes and be all right. You know, so I think Marcus Freeman is buffering the team in a lot of different complex ways. Yeah, we may not have 108 scholarships, but we got about 60 guys that make the team feel like 120. You know, they got two positions each, each, each guy. So uh, that makes it easier to coach and manage when you, when you get late into a season and guys getting banged up. Yeah. Perfect examples. Xavier your We need you for USC. SC. I know you ain't played most all year, but Hey, you can do it. Just listen to what we tell you. And he had a great game. Being able to have ready-made players like Jaden Mickey for Ohio State. Now his experience going in next year, we can build off of that with some younger guys coming in that be like, look, Jay Mickey did he Get you a couple reps here. He'll learn how to do. You learn, grow, whatever. So from a infrastructure standpoint, Marcus Freeman has set us up to to be operational. Uh huh. Now we just got to bring them in. We got to bring the customers in. So we got to play well. We got to win games. Don't let us get a Jordan logo on there, too, because then it's just...
1: (laughs) I I knew you would throw that little last piece
2: in. Michael Jordan might have to get his own little box, man, you know.
1: Lucky Lefty Podcast, I actually just watched the movie Air. Now it's available on Prime as of last Thursday. And it's just amazing, man, how you watch something... Because it's a timepiece, right? Because it is literally 1984 to 85. This is what it is. And to watch the timepiece and understand one decision. Because the decision was made to go with Nike. His mother made one adjustment to the contract left. Mm-hmm. she chose Nike over everybody she just said look if the name of the shoe was going to be called Air Jordan he should get a piece of every sale he should have stock equity that one decision led to Jordan Brand. that just that one his mother said you know what if that's the case this needs to happen Make that small adjustment. We got a deal. That's how
2: NIL deals take place.
1: Yo, the smallest things can pay the biggest dividends down the road. The smallest things can pay the biggest dividends. I thought it was a fantastic movie. Very well done, especially being a timepiece. It was very well done because you had all these people that you would hurt. Like, I knew who Sonny Vacaro was growing up. I knew who he was. His relationship to Nike and Phil Nike, all of that. Not so much. You know, the background of Adidas. Did you know, like, the background of Adidas? It was a German company, it's a Sorry. German company whose founder has connections to some questionable people from Germany. I'll leave it at that.
2: Oh, well, we know
1: that. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm like, yo, I didn't even know that. And at that point in time, Adidas was the hottest thing because of hip-hop, run DMC. Most
2: companies are background like that. You know, it's just we
1: like their products. So that's crazy. So most people will say, look, wait a minute. That Most people will say, well, I wouldn't choose Nike and Jordan because of their practices, their labor practices. And I'm like, oh, word, but well, go research Adidas.
2: Well, all of them are like that. I
1: mean, <laughs> so when you, stuff. when you try to talk about one brand Lucky
2: athletics coming out real soon,
1: you know. Oh, left. A, it's a good marketing pitch for our Lucky Lefty athletics. Oh, we got to design the shoot right, though. It's coming. <laughs> Lucky Lefty podcast. So. Those are the transfers. We also had a commitment just this morning. Linebacker out of Virginia left. Bodie, young man, who in my opinion, I thought he was going to commit to Notre Dame months ago. Honestly, mm. well, not months ago, but I thought he was going to commit to Notre Dame a little bit quicker than he did. And eventually he makes the decision to commit to the no name as a linebacker. Young man, give me a second left because I'm pulling up. I hit the wrong link. I'll show you his tape. And you can talk about the young man once again. Patrick Henry High School in Roanoke, Virginia. I don't think that's too far from CJ and where he uh, played high school ball. But I like this young man. I do. I like this young man. And once again, Aggressive, versatile, defensive players that can play fast and play physical.
2: See, that's what you're working on in my high school team, not letting run-throughs happen on stuff like
1: that, but that's a good play. You guys have problems cutting off the backside?
2: We got run through issues going horizontal. I don't understand that. You got to keep your head on the swivel, and, and he's running right to you, so you got to right. cut the block off. But um, man, the one thing you notice automatically is sideline to sideline speed. They probably cut the tape off. Oh, sideline <laughs> to sideline, good. All right, we move on. We already right. know we got who we want. Right. Just the heat-seeking missile attribute that these players are getting recruited for. Is amazing because it's a total 180 of what we had before. Yeah, we we heard all the complaints about not being able to tackle an open space and run sideline to sideline with our linebackers. And in just a short two years, we get these heat-seeking missiles at linebacker. So when addressing, we're not a fast team, sideline to sideline. It's already answered because we got the speed at secondary with the corners. And the safeties. We got the speed recruited at linebacker. The defensive line's coming up. Mm-hmm. And we got size, especially on the back end and in that linebacker spot. I think teams need to worry about what we're putting together on defense, man. It's going to turn into something real, real scary, real quick, especially the way Marcus Freeman is recruiting these linebackers specifically, because that's where it's starting. Jay Nosbury, Drake Bowen looking like juniors already. Mm. Attractive piece to bring in other guys coming in. Then you get an impact player like Jalen Sneed, OG Jalen Sneed. So maybe moving guys out like Prince Colley showed a lot to linebackers like, damn, they the, the Buckets Award winner couldn't even make it here. This must be <laughs> something to come. This must be something to come for. So, hey tough conversations, but it turns into great results and outcomes.
1: Oh, man. I remember when the first time I saw his film, I was on with uh, Ryan Roberts or The Recruiting Show. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, yo, I'm like, is it the film or is it him? Mm. Because I'm like, yo, is he that fast coming off the edge? And Ryan's like, yeah. I'm like, yo, okay. And like I said, I thought he would commit April. I really did, the way things were going. But they ended up getting the commitment from the young man earlier today. And Notre Dame is really stacking up an incredible class in 24, And they're doing it quietly. I thought Notre Dame had to come in and make noise in year one under Marcus Freeman. I think Marcus Freeman purposely had to let people know, yo, we're here. That's right. Like Notre Dame is here. Now I feel like the staff has settled in. They know what they want. They know what they're going after. And dude, they're fitting the bill. They're fitting the bill and they're getting it done. And now Notre Dame has to close that. Look, let me tell you something. Notre Dame is either going to have the most impressive wide receiver class in 24 or the most impressive offensive line class. If things go the way I think they will go in the month of June with official visits, Notre Dame's offensive line class is either going to be at least top three. And the wide receiver, look, they still got Josiah Brown. We talked about Jason Robinson. Josiah Brown from New Jersey is still out there. And he is the fastest out of all the recruits at wide receiver. If they get both of them, oh, it's a wrap. That's the greatest wide receiver crop ever in the history of Notre Dame. Ever. Not even close. Ever. So these are the type of things that Notre Dame's doing on the recruit trail. That's what they're doing. The and core, like you said, left. That's all you see is speed. Yeah. Right. Speed and <laughs> versatility to use them at will, use them at rover, however they want to use them. They have been doing an incredible job, and kudos, tip of the cap, because he got he took a lot of heat for possibly not recruiting as much last year. Al Golden, especially with the linebackers, has been doing a really good job. That's right. You have to to give him credit. You have to give him credit. You have to. Lucky left the podcast. So, that's recruiting. Uh, Like we said, I think we gave a breakdown of the June visits last week. The guys that were coming in, Gerby Lambert, I believe, added on to June the 2nd. Somebody, look. I don't. This is this is getting the Peyton Bowen territory for me, bro. Uh. This Justice Scott thing. Is Notre Dame is seventy miles away from Justice Scott. Yeah, he does not have to set up a weekend visit to Notre Dame. I agree. Justice Scott would be at Notre Dame during the month of June. It takes a five-minute phone call to set up a visit. It's it's not that hard. And from the Notre Dame side, they want to be the last. That's it. That's <laughs> it. It's, it's nothing else to talk about. There's there's really nothing else to talk about. There's nothing. He'll go to Ohio State. He'll go to Georgia. He'll go to Miami. I think he has another weekend left open after that. And if he puts somebody else in there, if he decides to put Michigan in there, right? Because the two schools that have been at the top since the beginning are Michigan and Notre Dame. And those are the two schools that have yet to receive the official dates. But they both, in my opinion, you get five, right? You get five official visits. He has three set up. Michigan and Notre Dame will get visits. And the visit to Notre Dame, like you said, he'll go to Georgia for a couple of days, right? I mean, it's like, man, he
2: knows what he's getting. So exactly. conversation with Cardinal Tate, same conversation. He's been to Notre
1: Dame, what, four times now?
2: Notre Dame is not going to get much better after the first, second time. It's about once you see what it is, it's either you take it or you don't. I believe. You know, not the, uh, get a new locker room by the time you decide to come. We're not about to drop no new jerseys right before you it's we're not about to get no more NIL before you decide to come. So you might as well man.
1: come or don't come. So look, like I said, Notre Dame. Is Notre Dame is just fine with where they sit with Justice Scott. I'll leave it at that. Notre Dame wants to, we said this months ago, they want the last visit and more than likely they're going to get the last visit. That's it. There's no planes involved, no planning, no hotels. Just hop in the car, Drive down the road, spend a day in South Bend. It's really that simple. And he's went he's gone cold silence like the last. You know he talked about his Miami visit, but other than that, I have to check on him. Maybe he's upset. At yeah, but whenever, Kings
2: whenever whenever it gets this hectic, whenever it gets this hectic get in the recruitment process, it's nothing for us to do more of anything. Yeah. He's fielding something he's getting more of, which is attention. And this is where we step back and focus on which, which we have been, the things that we've been doing, which has been gaining secretly and undercover these great prospects that's going to help build this team. Yeah, And it's no different than the Dante situation. You only can wait for so long. So I think we've expressed enough interest Obviously, Chicago in gaining Chicago um, recruits of that caliber Mm -hmm. is at a premium for us. But we still get this train moving through Chicago or not. You know, so I think it would be very important for him to understand the timetable in which he's doing all this. Because yeah, you it's like you know, we're the most passive aggressive school in the country.
1: <laughs> Speak all that.
2: So yeah, you take your time, go visit. We just seen it with Dante. Yeah, Dante, go do your thing. Go holla at them schools, go ahead. And what do we do? We end up taking his backup on the seven on seventeen from the Ooh. same state, different class, same state, and in total. If you come right now, you ain't got to worry about Dante." And told him that. Got him to commit. Dante like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, y'all still want me? Dante, hey, you can come, but hey, I mean, you know, we still who we are. We know today. ain't. He's like, sure, I think my window has passed. And went to UCLA. Whoa.
1: I'm sorry. We just had breaking news come through on my feeder from IHSA basketball. They are getting rid of the one and one free throws. All free throws. No, this is in high school basketball in Illinois. All free throws will be two shots. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. Learn away to, the one. Learn how to make your free throws, man. I don't like that one bit, man. That takes away from the excitement of high school basketball, man. Yeah,
2: the one and one is a big deal. Does that mean you get two for technicals, too?
1: Man, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to read as fast as I can. That's pretty crazy. Wow. I take this back. This is not from IHSA. I'm sorry. My guy, Coach Moses, threw me off a bit with his tweet. Uh, This is according to the National Federation of State High School Associations, which is over the governing body over each state. One and ones are gone. Teams get two free throws in the bonus. So once you reach the bonus after five fouls, it's two free throws. So that's pretty much the NBA model, basically. Once you're in the bonus, it's two free throws. Illinois will be all the states will be open to being ratifying that and taking it on as the rule for their state. So that that will be coming up in a few days. Would you like to see that in college basketball once they get the seven? It's two free throws instead of oh, having to the, one and the one bonus.
2: The one-and-one for March
1: Madness? Come on, man. You, you can't take away that
2: excitement. Yeah. That's changed a lot of games in March Madness.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
2: One-and-ones? Yeah. Think about Derrick Rose in Memphis mm. taking that one-and-one one against
1: Kansas. Well, that was actually a two-shot Situation because he missed the first um, one that made it. I mean, no, no, no
2: John were, Roberts. It was John Roberts.
1: Yeah, because yeah, he split. Derek he split. split yeah,
2: Derrick split. Yeah, yeah just whatever. The, the free throws are important. That
1: one on one is important. You yeah. know, man. So, Lucky Lefty Podcast. When we come back, we talk plenty of recruiting. When we come back. We'll get to some of your questions. Thank you for the super chats. We'll get to those. And we talked tampering, which a lot of people responded to our tampering conversation over the weekend, left. But we're going to talk about what people are saying down in Alabama about a former Notre Dame quarterback. Mm. Ooh, do they love or hate? This could, be, this could get pretty interesting left. Oh, it's not good. Oh, boy. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know. We spin it different.
3: The headlines remind us daily. The world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos.